Hey folks, this is Steven Strum, your soon-to-be host of the Fanbyte podcast, Fanwidth, as we end up calling it by the end of the episode, I think. If not, we that's what it's called. And you probably know that because you're downloading it from some fine podcasting service there out in the world or from our website, fanbyte.com. I just wanted to start this off with a little short intro and a kind of a clarification that we recorded this episode um, about a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago, uh, so it might be slightly out of date uh, in comparison to some of the topics that we are talking about throughout the episode, but we generally talk about things that are applicable throughout all of 2018, so I think it still holds up pretty well. Uh, future episodes will definitely have a much faster turnaround, we just basically haven't had a lot of time to get things ready with Game of the Year stuff coming up, we will hopefully have some kind of Game of the Year podcast to go over some of that stuff in the future, but um, yeah, this episode kind of serves as an introduction to who we the staffers are of the website future episodes might have a pretty uh, different bent to them we are planning on including a lot of guests um hosts in the form of freelance writers especially that work with us at fanbyte but uh hopefully you will get a sense of who i am and who ryan and dylan and john and everyone else are at the website um so yeah i hope you enjoy this first episode of the fanwidth podcast Do we want to just like introduce ourselves and like say what we all do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, sure. John, do you yeah, want to start because you're who's the hosting? Steven or John? This is Steven this being is, the host. This is I me. Think. I, th- I think okay. Steven's gonna host. Okay. He has a really good, solid idea for what this podcast is gonna be. Yeah. That's not my idea. And no time in the world, so I'm sure it'll go great over time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but all that time. Uh-huh. Yeah, all that time to edit. And uh, and post it's really good. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. uh, sure. Yeah, we go around. So uh, I'm John. Uh, John Warren. I I'm the EIC at Fanbyte, uh, the the website, and I'm the the director of sites at Fanbyte, the company, which is just a real fun thing to keep having to explain to people. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, but before this, I was a consultant. Um, uh, for a few game devs in the LA area, and then before that, I ran my own indie studio in Austin. We released three games; they all made about a buck and a half, and I lost all my money. So here I am. And that's Texas money, so you know that's, you that's, know, that's Texas like, money. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know I didn't have enough black gold in Texas tea <laughs> to get out of that predicament. Um, but yeah, that's me. All right. Thanks for ha- hey, hey, Steven, yeah. thanks for having me. Oh, you know what, John? Thank you for being on. It's such an honor <laughs> to be able to get you on the show. <laughs> I never thought we would be able to finish booking you. I know. I know. I'm pretty busy. Um, and then just in order of people that I've met, let's go to Dylan. <laughs> the people you've met, let's go. That's the order you're going in? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm uh, Dylan Skiffington, uh, the content editor at Fanbyte here. Um at Fanbyte the company. <laughs> Previously, I, I worked on a bunch of other stuff, mostly Blizzard titles uh, with sites like Hearthstone Top Decks, Hots Logs, uh, and Hearthhead before that. Uh, I got my start as a freelancer covering League of Legends and esports. Uh, thankfully, got out of that scene just in time because <laughs> that got messy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so now, now I'm here and uh, always talking praise for Warframe, essentially. Oh, okay, yeah. So. Now you are a Warframe correspondence weird we keep collecting those seems seems odd for a game with what i deem to be a limited shelf life but it's proven me wrong in many different terms so i think we're like five years and going now or something it's pretty weird yeah it's really unexpected yeah it just keeps getting bigger apparently it does so welcome to the the warframe cast thank you very much for joining us no uh next up i think is ryan is on the call as well hi ryan hi that's me uh I've done game stuff for a while. I also did bad esports things at Yahoo. I was at game trailers for almost a freaking decade, and then before that, I was at G4. Uh, I do videos for Fanbyte, but not necessarily Fanbyte.com because it's a confusing <laughs> world we live in. But hopefully, that could be remedied at some day. Mm-hmm. I think it will. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna work under the assumption that it will change. Yeah. So. My hope is but that it will you, change. If, if you like text, 
on Facebook videos. <laughs> I'm your guy. Please kill me. <laughs> well, and then I guess finally that leaves me. I am your host for the foreseeable future. I'm Steven Strum. I am the managing editor at Fanbytes. Just the website part. I They don't let me near anything else. Uh, I'm not allowed <laughs> to touch anything. Uh, literally, they made me live in like uh, another state. It's weird. Uh, I uh, was a freelance writer for about eight years, eight, nine years, uh, working at various different websites all across the world, which I will not mention here because they're dirty competitors now, and who needs them? Uh, (laughs) And before that, I was, I don't know, I was like in high school or something. I don't know. I I went to college (laughs) at one point. That's pretty much all I've ever done is uh, I worked in a comic book shop for a little while. I'm so proud of us. We went to college. Yeah. I got a degree and everything. Um, they let That's me grind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got, got those loot drops. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, this has basically been my entire life. It's just uh, talking about video games and writing about video games a whole bunch, um, and it's been pretty cool so far. Uh, what's what's the format? What's the, I mean, you you kind of you pitched it to me. I want to know your pitch now that we've kind of discussed it what what do you what do you see for the future of our podcast yeah for the future of this show like i was thinking very much like and this episode will probably not reflect what the actual show is like going forward but i wanted to good start to the pitch mm-hmm, steven mm-hmm. well you know <laughs> hey you need to get them listening first and then you give them the wind up and then you, you need it's, to it's called the rope dope yeah exactly <laughs> the the best podcasts always make you really tired and bored first and then get you with the real good stuff later um, going forward, though, what we're, we're going to probably do is, like, kind of have, like, one major story from, like, a big game, you know, and this could change slightly depending on how big the story is, too, but, like, mostly focused on one big game per week where we talk about, like, something crazy that happened or something wild that happened, rather, in the world of that game. So, like, uh, I'm thinking about doing an episode uh, very shortly on Ash's addition to Overwatch and the community's, vi- like... Mm, poor to milk toast reaction to that character, I would say. Um, <laughs> things like that. See, that's uh, how that word's pronounced. Yeah. Well, is weird. it not? Oh no, no. I don't know. Oh yeah, no, it's that's pronounced milk toast. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I only work with uh, the you know text, so you know. Same here. That's why I was like adding that to my. Arsenal. Hey, would, would y'all like to know a secret? I literally thought it was a compound word that was milk toast until like. <laughs> Like, like maybe three years ago. Like, like I was definitely 30 years old when I knew about that. So That's how you know John's a talker. He's wheeling and dealing I, with the business people. Really, I really like... He's I'm got just his like, 10-gallon hat on. Yeah, if I read a word and I don't understand it, I just go, well, I'm just going to throw this away. So, all right. Uh, yes. But no, I, I, that's a good format. I'm excited about that Ash episode. Yeah, and what, what, what specifically what we want to do is get people on who know those topics, like the back of their hand already, kind of like Gesperts, I guess. Kill me. Um, but <laughs> we've already got some cool people lined up uh, going forward and whatnot, but today it's just us chuckleheads. And, yeah. Uh, no, we are the cool people. Oh, right. I'm we, sorry. Are definitely, we are it. This is it. We're this the cool is it. people. This, just, this is it. I'll just Should change that in the show notes. <laughs> Hosted by cool people. <laughs> just email, please email cool people at fanbyte.com. <laughs> oh, no, we'll go get one of us randomly. If you say that out loud, now we have to make that the real email. <laughs> I know. We, we, we're going to have to. Let me, let me I'll shoot a message to Tony real quick. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, we, we had. Uh, we talked about kind of doing an intro episode and, and kind of introducing the internal staff, and I know we're mm-hmm. gonna get a lot of guestperts on. You, you'll be the second one to say guestpert. I won't leave you hanging. Oh, thank God. Um, yeah, and I think Ryan had a really good topic. Yeah. For this week, and Ryan, please pitch me. Sure. So basically, uh, Q four quarter four, as it's sometimes also known, is uh, the time. Year. When a lot of big games drop because they want people to buy them for the holiday season, they want their fiscal quarters to be successful, they want to be in the black, so to speak, and there was a lot of big games this year, and I feel like, with maybe with maybe an exception, and Smash isn't out yet, and I think we have to talk about Red Dead, but like I feel like everything's kind of been like, oh, that's fine. Like I don't think anything's really hit the strides of like a big Q4 meteor game. And uh, Red Dead is the one that I think is going to be kind of that little asterisk next to it, which has definitely been a critical darling. But And there's so much in it, but I know like the fan base has also kind of retaliated a bit for 
I don't know, the slow start and some other stuff that's going on in there. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, just off the bat, I remember when um, Bioshock Infinite came out, and, and like everybody that was too cool for school already, and I would lump myself into this, was ready for that game to be like, you know, dumb in a way. Like, we were, I was ready for that. Like, you shoot ghosts with guns? Well, I just, I knew, like, you know, I knew it wasn't going to actually say anything interesting. Um, and I knew that it wasn't going to live up to its gameplay promises. But it was, like, the speed at which people went from, man, this is incredible on week one, to, man, this, this game fucking sucks, uh-huh. like, a month later. Like, I don't think Red Dead is quite in that category, but no, the, but the more people that play it in my circle, the more and these are people who love Red Dead One, and I would count myself in that group too. It, it, it is interesting to see how many people have already kind of turned on that game in terms of how bad the UI is, how kind of difficult it is to get into a lot, of how slow everything is. It's been interesting to see, and, and I think, like, yeah, I'm always used to something in Q4 kind of running away with it and being unanimously loved, and it's been interesting to kind of not see that happen. I mean, maybe Tetris Effect is the only thing I've seen, like, unanimously loved. Right, but I still don't think that, I mean, it's again, not a big I don't know if game. it's going to have the same critical, or critical is maybe not the right word, I don't know if it's going to say have the same kind of impact. I just think it's weird that, like, I feel like Celeste from earlier this year had, like, more ongoing conversation yeah. about it uh, than, like, Blops or uh, sure Assassin's Assassin's Creed had like a minute in the sun and then I don't know it's not, and again these are good games but I still feel like nothing's uh, the the Eurozone feels just way more front loaded this this time around like when goatee conversations come around I'm sure Red Dead is an easy contender but like I know like we were talking about uh, like God of War was way earlier in the year yeah. and that's probably going to be and a lot a lot of people are going to be bringing that one up yeah. Um, and again, like these uh, these franchises that just keep... I mean, Assassin's Creed uh, continued to reinvent itself, right? And like uh, coming off of uh, Origins, but it's still, I don't think it's really like got the mind space as much. I mean, God, and maybe even Far Cry from earlier this year had more of a, had more of a pull. Well, it's, it certainly was... It was definitely more of a conversation piece than almost anything that's come out this quarter, besides maybe Red Dead. Maybe Assassin's Creed Odyssey had kind of the same amount. But, like, yeah, Far Cry 5 definitely had a lot of conversation. I mean, people people played that game, and then they got to the end, and spoilers for Far Cry 5, the end is, like, fucking wildly bad. It's, like, insanely bad. So that was really good for conversation. I mean, good for them for at least realizing that they could put something in the game that would get people to start talking, like, a month later. But it's, like, yeah, like, what... Between October 1st and now, what has been your well, standout? Even if you group Spider-Man in there, because Spider-Man was kind of like... Yeah, I would count like, it. I would count that. And Spider-Man is like the shiniest 7.6 I've ever played in real life. <laughs> like, it's, it's not bad. I, like, I, I'm not a, I am not a completionist, and I didn't, I didn't get a platinum or anything, but I got all the backpacks. I did all the things just because it was like kind of easy and fun to do, but like... I don't know if anything's really, really, really standing out. I mean, Steven, you play a buttload of games. Is there, is there anything from Q4 that you think actually, I don't know, will we'll stay, like, will, like, leave a lasting mark beyond, like, the month it was released? Like, a lasting mark, yes, but, like, not in a, not in that good way. Not in, like, that, like, I think there's a lot of conversation to be had around a lot of these games, like you said. And even the stuff that I actually have liked from Q4 right now, the, the like, the, right now for me, the standout from this season has been Hitman 2, of the bit of the things that you would like, maybe think, okay, it's it's from Warner Brothers. It's a major publisher. The previous game was published by Square Enix. Um, it was a proven critical darling before. It looks like once again, it's not going to be a huge um, sales smash. But even that game is like, oh, this is this is a lot more of what was already great two years ago, but not really that exciting in that same way where it was like the first Hitman was very much like, or the quote-unquote first Hitman, you know, the first Hitman game that was ever made uh, was a surprise in this weird way because it was like, Hitman always felt to me like this game where, or this franchise where it was for kind of like these 
like the kind of people who would like me actually who would play Stalker <laughs> Shadow of Chernobyl, like you know Eastern European, mm. very niche, very interesting, very unpolished games. And then Hitman twenty sixteen kind of brought that stuff, like brought all that concept to the fore in a way that just like ran away with streamers, ran away with a lot of different things, and, and like wound up back in the game. Like the in Hitman two has a ton of references to a bunch of like famous streams of Hitman one, uh, and. Even that is like I, nobody's talking about that the way that they talked about the previous game, and I think it's partially because right. that surprise factor is gone. Fallout seventy six yeah. we just had, and that game is <laughs> I <laughs> I think I will end up coming out liking that game more than a lot of people, but it is not for lack of understanding how broken <laughs> and uninteresting parts of that game is. It just happens to tickle a certain part of my brain that works very well. Like, one of my other favorite games of this year is Subnautica, uh, which was a very, very early... This came out of Early Access this year. And, you know, that's another survival game. It was a su survival game that taught me that I liked survival games with the right elements. And Fallout 76 is, like, the less interesting version of that, but it's been long enough since I had that that I'm kind of enjoying parts of that. Other than that, like, Red Dead is okay. Like, it's it's way too... Like you mentioned, it's way too slow. It's way too, it's way too unwieldy. Slow. It's It's got some... Even as I go along, like, I think the storytelling is generally better than Red Dead 1, which, if you go back to Red Dead 1, that game is rough. Like, there's some really rough stuff in that game that would not pass muster today. And I think right. Red Dead Redemption 2 improves on those elements, but still falters. I mean, you have the thing with, like, they put the, the suffragette um, subquest right. in there and, and all that stuff, and, like, that was getting its conversation. You know, for listeners who don't know, it was, like, there's a suffragette side quest in that game where you're, like, transporting them to a location, and it's basically fine, but then suffragettes show up later in the game, and they're just, like, written to be the most annoying, like, harpy-ish women in, like, sitcom people in the world. And then they were like, Rockstar was very much like, oh, we didn't expect people to like pull out guns and start murdering them, but like you allowed people to do that, and you put that in front of people, and they're gonna do it. And that's just one yeah. example of you know from that game. But other than that, like Battlefield, and then I'm looking, I've got my Game of the Year list open right now. It's just just a list of all the games that like seem big enough and you know in the conversation enough to mention, and it's just. Battlefield 5, nobody's really talking about. Call of Cthulhu kind of came and went. Soul Calibur 6 was cool, but again, it was seemed kind of niche, and I don't know. No, but like the lasting conversation about Soul Calibur 6 will be like the creative character right. stuff. Right, yeah, like, totally. Like that's, that's going to be really, really good, but that, you know, I, I would lump that in a slightly different category than... And they did it before, too. I mean, yeah. We were making Solaire last time. Sure, around, so. sure. I mean, I think it's it's definitely better this time, especially the Valdo giraffe that I've seen. <laughs> or um, Dong like, Lord or, or Scale Dong. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like... Like, that's, that's a conversation piece, but, you know, not in the way that I think we're describing. But, I mean, it, it's more than just having a conversation. It's like, this is a game that's, like captured the quarter or this is like a game people are mm -hmm. talking about and I feel like I don't know if everyone's just firing all the big guns and they're kind of canceling each other out again my, my whole conversation is or my whole point is a little moot by Red Dead because I think it definitely is still kind of completely dominating the kind of airspace so to speak but in general I mean we're seeing a lot of sequels we are seeing things kind of reinvent themselves but is this I mean we always see franchise fatigue at the end of uh, like uh, hardware cycles and stuff like that and I mean there's always an innovation uh, problem with like these bigger titles as they have to like deliver on like actually trying to make money for the publishers but like again just nothing's really like stood out as being like even some of the like the cooler stuff that was like like uh, Life is Strange 2 mm-hmm is anyone? No. I feel like Captain Spirit got more, more it, talk. It certainly time. did. Yeah. 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 There's just like a lot of weirdness right now, just because like, like you said, there's a lot You're of a vampire. There's, there's, there's a lot of big <laughs> games coming out, but it feels like they feel basically like they're just facades, and like there's they're lacking a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Like I mean, Black Ops came out, and Blackout was huge for a while, but like the multiplayer is no one's talking about the multiplayer for Call of Duty, which is really weird. I'm just talking about the battle royale. Like still nobody's playing. That I've heard of as multiplayer. Is it so? Is it a fall? Is this a not Fallout? Is this a a Fortnite? Is it Fallout from Fortnite? I don't. I don't to know. some degree. I don't know. And they're like Battlefield. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Battlefield's out, and it wasn't until like last minute they're like, "Oh, by the way, that battle royale thing that we said is coming isn't coming until next year." Until right. March. <laughs> until yeah. three months into next year. Yeah. Which, which I mean, I, this is total speculation, but 
I almost think that's like a, a, a bet hedge. Yeah. Like, like is this still going to matter in March? Mm. Like, is this what we're really focusing on? Like, is this the thing that we're going to chase? Because, like, I think they saw Blackout come out, and I don't know if that's moved the needle. Like, I haven't really seen a lot. I mean, the people who are playing it do love it. It's a very good right. Battle Royale. Sure. Uh, Steven, did you get a, like, a PR blast of like the sales numbers for for Blops 4? Because I know in the past they'd always want to send one out like the first week or second week. So Activision is always very funny about that stuff because every year that they do it, they frame it in a slightly different way that allows them to say it's technically the biggest the best. at something. <laughs> right. And this year it was, it was very specifically, it is the best day one digital sales, I think, or like the best week one digital sales. <laughs> um... And not, I'm you know, sorry, not I talking about physical. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, which, you know, that means more now than it ever has, right? Like, every year it means digital sales yeah. need more. Ooh, pardon me. Um, um, and, and, and on Battlefield front, I, I had to look up his name, but Patrick Soderlund, he just left earlier this year. So, I, like, I always kind of wonder how much, like, the lead of a studio can actually affect things, but mm. now I'm kind of wondering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I guess, like, my point there is just, like, Battlefield, Fallout 76, Black Ops, they all feel like release games that aren't complete in some way. Right. Like, they all feel really rough around the edges, which is very atypical for those studios. Well, it's like Red Dead's super polished in one respect, right? Like, all the little details and stuff. Oh. And then it's the most unpolished thing in the world from so many other perspectives. Right. I mean, I mean, it's... It, like it, feature creep, right? It does more things every minute that impress me from a... Wow, they really they really put a lot of work into this, but it's this it's it's really it's the I mean oh God this is gonna be an eye roller kind of thing to say, but like it's really the easy stuff that they didn't do, which is weird to me. It's 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 um I don't know I, and and the blobs thing it's like yeah every year they're they're narrowing that scope. I mean next year it'll be like most copies sold at a Blue Lives Rally ma- <laughs> ma- you know Blue Lives Matter rally, and it's like it's like. Like, we're just getting narrower and narrower. There won't be a Battlefield 6, probably. I mean, it might be repackaged as something. It'll be but Battlefield it just Hard like Right. Oh, God. No, they're going to go back to 1 for a third time. But yeah, 1, 3. <laughs> <laughs> Even sales are weird. Like, I know the UK physical charts, everyone's buying stuff more and more digital. But, like, all, every, like you were just talking about Hitman, and it's like Hitman's down, like, 95% in physical sales from, like, Absolution or something like that, which wasn't even, like, a good game. Uh... But, like, there was the the Destiny... I'm pointing at Dylan, Forsaken. sorry. The, the Forsaken stuff where they right. had, like, crazy sales numbers on, what, Super um, Data? Yeah, and their retention. And then, and then it was, like, Activision Blizzard was, like, you know, the board was, like, sucked. Yeah, we need some more. It was something like 60 to 75% of people who owned Destiny bought Forsaken, but uh, Activision was apparently disappointed by those numbers. Well, and, the, and disappointed is a very different thing from, like, actual numbers, because, you know, just talking about Hitman, if we want to talk about Square Enix, you know, dropping Hitman because it was too much of a failure, that was that's what Square Enix does with every single game that they put out that isn't put out by a Japanese developer. All of their Western and games... sometimes by Japanese developers! <laughs> Final Fantasy fifteen DLC. Oh, yeah, and, <laughs> and that's its own weird ball of wax this year. What? A, and that was... Yeah, this whole season has been super strange in a bunch of different ways, but yeah, sales is definitely a part of it. Like... And then what was the that those UK numbers specifically said that yeah uh, today yeah today it was and it was Hitman is super super down and Spyro Reignited trilogy is like the best selling thing in the world right now <laughs> Spyro tore it up it's it's like the it's the two Pokemon ones like combined they really crushed it but they split up Pikachu right. and Eevee um, but then like yeah the Spyro thing did Gangbusters and Fallout seventy six did eighty two percent less. On its launch week than Fallout 4 did. Wow. Oh, yeah. Which that. is an indictment. Like, that is. That's rough. Again, that that's physical? all. Uh, that's all physical. That's all yeah. physical and it's still Fallout, getting hard. Fallout 76 is an all online game. It's not a single player I, game. I know. I know. I, I think grain of salt, grain of salt, yeah. grain of salt. But that's still a much steeper decline than I think I expected after. What three years was fought for like three yeah. years ago? Yeah. So I, mean, I don't know. I that that's a that's a big 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 difference. And I mean, even they get like even more granular. I mean, did you guys see uh, CD Projekt Red said that they were disappointed with their sales numbers for Thronebreaker? Yeah. And they tried to do it as like you know they tried to do it as a cash grab and only sell it through GOG. So there is some expectations there. Right. But still, like it's just like a lot all around. And I mean, and as everything gets more and more expensive, I don't know, man. 
Well, and mm. Thronebreaker is weird to me too because like I feel like that game was really sent out to die because I like heard no one. I literally right. can't think of a single person who talked about that. I listen to a lot of video game podcasts. I read a lot of video game stuff. I read a lot of video game Twitter. Nobody mentioned Thronebreaker. I think I'm the only person I know who played it. <laughs> like, well, when, and, and for all the dweebs that play Gwent so much, <laughs> like I kind of expected it to be a little bit bigger than it was. But um, I don't know. Maybe that speaks to making something simple into something more complicated. Like, yeah. like I don't. I think Gwent was a very simple concept, and the idea of like turning it into its own game like made a lot of sense in the face of a Elder Scrolls card game that no one wanted to play and also just like the de facto idea that uh, Hearthstone just owned the card space. I'm like, oh yeah, it makes sense. And then they made it into something that's like admittedly cool, but it's it's bigger now. It's like a different thing. So I don't know. It's like, I, don't, I it's such a, I, I agree. It's such a weird season to figure out because my favorite game in Q4 is Forza Horizon 4, which is like, I would say a niche title. Like not everybody is into racing games. I mean, as far as racing games go, it's the one that they try to make the most accessible, but it's also not the thing that, you know, I think everybody's been talking about in six months. Like, it's just not something that um, transcends the medium. There might be a reason for that. Because it's on the Xbox. Well, it is on <laughs> Xbox. And I mean, like, I think that's like, I don't think that's insignificant, but also, I also think racing games are generally... Like, Gran Turismo 3 was, like, maybe the peak of, like, hey, a lot of people are going to be playing racing games. And that was more than a decade ago, so and it's, like... Burnout, yeah, Burnout then, 3 was definitely, like... That's a different thing, sure, but... Sure, like, but it's a different yeah, thing, yeah. but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Burnout games are... are I, I would almost consider them to be different, although I guess they're they're not totally Yeah, different. you drive, you know. You do, you do drive, that is true. And, I mean, uh, Smash isn't out yet, but it's probably, what, one of the few remaining giant games? Yeah. That's a giant. It's, it's like, pretty safe to say that that'll be... It's like it's Smash gonna giant. It's gonna, it's, left. There's no, there's no tripping, so people are going to like it. But, <laughs> in a way, I mean, I guess they just did a bunch of hands-on stuff today. Yeah. And it sounds kind of cool. Um, sounds fine, yeah. But, again, it's a lot of bringing the old stuff up to the present. Right. Yeah, it, right? I've like, heard a lot of people describing it as Smash Four Two, like like Smash Wii U, but bigger. I I don't think that's unfair either. No, no, totally not. But 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 let's look. Let's 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 take the clock back to last year, where it's like you can make the argument on the surface that a lot of people did the same thing of taking something old, bringing it to the new, and it's like oh, that's whatever. But but the games that did it very well were like Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, which is one of my favorite games ever. But not only did they bring that into some sort of modern day relevancy, they actually designed this unbelievably incredible world that, like, I think transcended a lot of what had been done with the game series before. So it's like, I feel like last year a lot more folks they did this kind of update sequel model but they did more with everything yeah honestly i can't remember last year's q4 i just remember 2017 was like an unmistakable beast yes like that year 2017 was 2017 is nutso everyone got something if you were in the japanese games there's a lot of stuff if you were in the western games there's a lot of stuff there was there was stuff for everyone last year it was crazy I'm, i'm just looking at some of the big games from last year and it's it's um Breath of the Wild, which we mentioned, it's like Nier Automata, it's Cuphead, it's Horizon Zero Dawn, it's Night in the Woods, like, the variety... The, none of those are Q4, though, were they? Um, you know, I don't know, I'm not I'm, looking I'm, at the actual I'm dates. looking. I'm looking at Q4 from last year, it's Forza 7, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oxenfree for uh, Switch. Oxenfree's yeah, cool, but that was been already been out, yeah. Right. Uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War, which is was oh, a total turd. Yeah. That was a turd. That was a big turd. The Evil Within Two was a su- was, was a good. surprisingly good because the Evil Within One was not. Right, Destiny um, Two, South Park. That terrible South Park game. Right, Wolfenstein Two. Oh, Super Mario Odyssey. Mm. Odyssey. That, that's that's was a runaway huge. game. Origins, yeah. New Colossus. Yeah, that all I remember now. That all came out on the same day. Assassin's Creed Origins, Mario Odyssey, and. Wolfenstein 2. That was an insane day. Yeah. I remember that really well. Um, yeah, it's stuff that's like, you know, Mario Odyssey, I don't know if it like completely flipped how I think about that series on its head. I know it did for some people, but it was it was really good. I still play it now yeah. to like chill out. Like I still go back to that. 
Yeah, I don't now, know what I'm going to go back to. I just wonder now if I'm undercutting my own thesis by looking at 2017. Because, I mean, this year had good games, too, but I think it's, it's I don't think it beats 2017. It's just the Q4 stuff. It was like all these, you know, Call of Duty had a big coming out. Assassin's Creed tried to rework some stuff. Like, well, it, but, nothing was, nothing, nothing was bad. It's just everything seemed kind of inconsequential. Yeah. I feel like it's very easy to pick, like, this year's top five games. Because, like, Fallout, like I said, Fallout... Call of Duty, Battlefield, and there's a bunch but of others. Do we count not... Forsaken? I don't know. Do you usually that September, DLCs? I guess. That was that was probably Q3. Yeah, that was too, yeah. That was too early. But oh man, I, it's just funny because I'm looking at Q1 and I'm like salivating for like there's uh, Devil May Cry, Resident Evil 2 remake, and oh, Sekiro. Wow. Like well, all maybe, of those. Well, and maybe for uh, oh go ahead. I, I was just gonna say I wonder if that is part of the reason here is because we had and it's it's strange now in retrospect because that game is so divisive but how much of this was just people fleeing from red dead redemption 2 like how much of this is just like we got to put this out in q1 2019 because a rockstar game is coming out that we're going they're going to salt the earth (laughs) there's nothing left for us here and and gta 5 literally like eclipsed what anyone was ever expecting. Mm-hmm. Like, that game's still, like, top NP- NPD, like, every month. Oh, we like, knew, you know, everyone knew it would be the the biggest game of that year, but not the biggest game of the past five years. Yeah, I mean, it's that's a little been insane. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but now I'm curious, is, like, Q4 now, where you try to just, like, ship your bonafides? Like, here's the game with the sequel. And then that's what you, it seems And like. now it's, like... The games that you want to have breathing room, and even if they are sequels but are a little different or like getting relaunched, like God of War was kind of a, a, re, a reboot. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Um, I would even argue uh, DMC Devil May Cry Five is reboot, maybe kind of a strong word, but it's like a return to form. You know, or it's like after like it's not like the yearly no, it's not the it's, yearly update. Right. Sekiro's getting room to breathe as a new platform. Yeah. Um, I mean, Capcom's always in the shitter financially, so I feel like they're trying to pace everything out as much as possible. What, they just... Well, Monster no, Hunter did gangbusters. Capcom, Van- Capcom Vancouver, right? Just shut down? Well, but Steven just... He just brought up that Monster Hunter World did really well for them. Yeah, it was their best-selling yeah, game but ever. They still, and they still, but they still were, like, disappointed stockholders by not selling enough in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. it was, like, nuts. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I don't want to stray too close to the financial stuff because it just gets awful. Yeah, right. But, like, it's it's just Because the expectations... Weird. I mean, early next year is packed. I mean, Kingdom Hearts, you have... Oh, right. Jump Force, Crackdown 3, Anthem, Anthem. Metro Exodus. Oh, Anthem, I'm yeah. sorry, did you say Crackdown 3? I did. Division That's two. not coming <laughs> okay. out next year. <laughs> okay, listen. Not only is that not coming out, that when it does come out, it's going to sell five copies. I don't know, guys. <laughs> Have you seen XO18? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that also showed oh. me that Devil May Cry 5 has a practice mode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, well, and really I learned that they're this. making a fucking sequel to Hello Neighbor, the worst game I ever yeah. reviewed in my eight-year <laughs> tenure as a reviewer. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, boy. I think that game already has a spin-off too. That is the spin-off that they announced. Like, I didn't even no, know. No, I think the there's game. like one for oh, the Switch. That's really? Like, maybe. I don't know. I saw something really weird. I think we probably should have done a tight hour on XO18 and how I felt uh, about it. <laughs> yeah, there's he- Hello Neighbor Hide and Seek. Is that the sequel? Is that sounds. That, no, it's already out. Hello Neighbor. Hello Neighbor Hide and Seek is already out. Good lord. Yeah. So Who's this is a this is a franchise. Well, th- <laughs> there were there were. I walked into a GameStop when I was reviewing Hello Neighbor before when it was still in early access before it was out out, and there was merch for that game in GameStop, and it was just like, what is this? What is going on here? Weird. Ugh, <laughs> oh, man, that's that's terrible. Well, so oh wait, I, Days I, Gone I, is next year. That okay? So there is some good stuff like later on, you know. Everybody and with excited Sony, about- and with and with Sony not having a press conference, I kind of have a feeling a lot of the stuff they showed last year is probably going to come out this year, or two twenty nineteen. Yeah, sorry, twenty nineteen. Showed- like I feel like Last of Us in uh, the Ninja game, I can't pronounce Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Yes, that one. Like I mean, both. I mean, that's a with Days Gone. That's a pretty heavy year, but I mean, Sony has you know they've had a they've really invested in their first party library, and hopefully Microsoft will do that now as well. And I could see them releasing, like, a torrent of stuff uh, throughout the year as they, like, you know, clear calendar for PS5 announcement. Yeah, that's true. Like, they definitely want to get that stuff out there before, like, all the hype is into the, like, new hardware. Yeah, and I mean, with the Switch, we also saw, you know, there doesn't have to be the years and years of build-up anymore mm-hmm. before, no. before releasing yeah, stuff. That's, that's definitely true. No. I mean, there was kind of, like, talks about it, but their actual, like, launch plan was, like, what, like, 
six months. It was very, five very months. Short. Well, yeah, and if, if anything, the the Xbox of this generation, like the Xbox One, lost a lot of steam because of like the Don Matrix stuff about the like always online. You can't share your games. Like the Adam Boys and Shuhei Yoshida like handing each other a copy of whatever the fuck it was on that video at E3 yeah. and. Stuff like that, but also they came out a week later than the PS4, uh, which, you know, is not a huge difference, but the if you are a person who cares about getting uh, a video game console on launch week or whatever, you're going to buy the one that is out immediately, especially the one with the better, the t- better talking points. So if anything, it, it behooves people to just get their consoles out as quickly as possible because they want to beat the uh, competition to market because nobody has $900 to spend on hardware in a month, you know, anymore. Un- unless if they unless you're the Sega Saturn, because that unless was the worst Saturn. thing that ever happened <laughs> in video games. <laughs> Don't talk... And it's available now! Don't talk about my precious baby, the Sega my Saturn. Precious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but Yeah, sorry, Stephen, what's up? Re- well, I was going to say real quick, if we can, like, uh, wind this back a little bit. Yeah. Do we want to just talk about... We've talked a lot about, like, how bad this, like, Q4 has been, but, like, look at Q1, Q2, like, of, of 2018. Yeah. It, it's Monster Hunter World, which is huge, like, Subnautica I love. Dragon Ball Fighters was, like, a kind of a crazy surprise to a lot of people, I feel. Um, Yakuza 6 was this year. Um, some, some, hit, some misses in there as well, like, Far Cry 5 was not super great, but, like, I think all of my favorite games of this year came out in the first four months. Like, God of War was earlier this year, Battletech, Frostpunk. Yeah, God, God of um, War was April, which, uh, Hellblade was also April. Um, was Hellblade this year? I thought Hellblade was last year. Hellblade was... Hellblade might have got ported to something. It might have got, yeah, no, you're right. I'm wrong. I'm stupid. <laughs> Oh, Nintendo Labo. There you go. <laughs> hey. Oh yeah, that really lit up the world. <laughs> yeah, it did. But but a lot of a lot of really cool, interesting stuff came out early on this year, and like, I, I forget who said it just a minute ago, but it was uh, like it does make me wonder, like, if the if the end of the year is just the time where you put out the stuff because of, of the shifting nature of video games, like how you market and sell video games. Do you want to get your your good, actual, interesting stuff out early because everything is a live game now? Everything is a game that you are meant to play until the end of time, and so you want that stuff out early in the year so that it has time to build up conversation and momentum and updates and expansions so that somebody can buy the Game of the Year edition for their kid by Christmas time, and then you put out the stuff that you have to get out for investors and, you know, your Call of Duties of the world late in the year, and that stuff... And this is something I have pointed out before, I pointed out at the beginning of this generation, um, is all stuff that not only has have we been dealing with it all this generation, it's all holdovers from the Xbox 360 and the uh, PlayStation 3 as well. Like, start of the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3, we got all kinds of new uh, franchises, like, like Years of War is definitely the big standout, like that, like... Defined like a like a half a decade of of action video games for a lot of people. Like cover shooters became the, a thing that you know they can't they've kind of gone away now. But like that was the only thing anybody did. You know, like PlayStation Three was Uncharted. You know, it was it, for uh, Sony and things like that. And now we're still getting Uncharted, and we still got another Gears of War, and we still got another modern uh, Call of Duty game, and we got another. God of War, and I know people actually like that one, but it's a lot of these old franchises that went that never went away, really. And now we're just, and now we're getting to the point where people are like trying to shoehorn these new things in with like Fallout seventy six is like the the multiplayer Fallout. Like it's basically like a half broken prototype for like how can we get multiplayer to work in a real Fallout game? Um, we've got Red Dead Redemption kind of up its own ass a little bit <laughs> with a lot of different things. Uh, we've got like oh even Call of Duty is like no story this year like like we're gonna tr- we're, we're gonna finally pull the trigger on that like the thing that everybody said that they were gonna do for years they finally hey, did Steven, it. I, I know you say there's no story in in Blobs Four but I think you're neglecting all of the really really good story bits from the training videos that are <laughs> oh my God. that are definitely not a kind of racist I'm pretty uncomfortable with. <laughs> <laughs> They're that. They're, they're very That bad. stuff is wild. I cannot believe that they put that in a video. I completely believe it because they're, they're totally... They have a demo. They know they have a demo, and that's the demo. That's the scary part. It's always when I'm when I'm shaking my head at, like, WWE for doing something that's, like, 
completely terrible, like having a show in Saudi Arabia with all the oil money and <laughs> celebrating their own family. And I'm like, is the Iron? I'm like, bringing Hulk. Hogan I'm bringing Hulk Hogan to it. I'm like. I'm always just like, oh, how dare they? And I'm like, well, this is exactly the base that they're pandering to. So it's like, I don't know. I'm not I'm not the demo, right? And I'm not the Blops yeah. 4 demo, especially of those vignettes. I mean, I think you have a good point. There's, um, to, to be the old man, uh, when uh, game trailers started getting less video views, like, and noticing it, it wasn't our competitors. Like, it wasn't GameSpot or IGN doing more video. It was things like Netflix started streaming and Hulu existed. It was like an attention deficit. And I think all these, I, I think you're right, all, all these companies want their games to be kind of a games of service or a living game. But I think it's, I mean, and I think they know this, it's always going to be a gamble. Like, look at, um, what's the new uh, game, uh, living toy game from Ubisoft? Oh, Starlink Battle. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, they're like, maybe we can do it right this time. And right. like, you just go to Target and they're just dusty and it's only been out like a month. Right. Um, but I feel like... And by all accounts, that's a cool game. Like, I've heard good things about that game. Yeah, right? don't buy the toys, though. Um, that's, yeah, don't buy the that toys. That was like, everyone's tip is like, don't buy the toys. Uh, right. The, but the, the thing is, like, how many, like, Dylan is the best, probably the best person to ask. How many games of uh, games of service can you, can you balance at a time? Usually just one or two, if that... Like, I, I put in a couple Overwatch matches every week. I don't play competitive. I just like playing Overwatch. You know, yeah. it's, like, fun. No. And yeah. then, like, mm -hmm. I was doing Destiny fairly hardcore, but stupid having a kid. Like, I, I did, like, <laughs> vanilla... I did, like, vanilla Forsaken, but I haven't really kept up. I, like, I did, like, 20 minutes of the Halloween stuff. You know? Like, the games of service stuff right. is, like... They want all your attention, because with your attention comes the money. Or, or at least it gives you a chance to, like, capture more whales that way. Right? Yeah. Like... Because you don't need to, you don't, not everybody in the world needs to spend $5 every week. You just need to have enough of a percentage of the population where you can catch that .0001% that will spend $500. But, but like, I, 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 I'm being ignorant right now, but I'm assuming Fallout 76 has microtransactions? Yes. yes it's, it a, is it cosmetics? Yes. yes. Yeah. Cosmetics. Yeah, yeah, it's like... You know, they just, they want it. Everyone has to try. They, it's they, have, the, a, they have a I mean, featured store, they, that stuff rolls over, yeah. You talk to anyone at Riot. We, we, uh, for, for, uh, we work, what, like half a mile from Riot HQ? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like, what, 3,000 people or something like yeah, that? Yeah, huge. You talk yeah. to anyone at Riot, and they'll tell you off the record that, like, one skin paid for the entire compound. You know, so I'm not getting anyone in trouble. It's all hearsay, but like, yeah, everyone looks at that money. But also, that's their business model. Like, you know, they, they sell skins. They want they, people. They to do buy sell them. heroes too, but I, the skins make, the skins well, yeah. make the majority of the money, from what I understand. Which is why they make chart topping music videos to promote a skin line. Yeah, yeah and by chart topping, you mean like thing. mainstream chart topping. Uh, yeah, I mean that PR team has been crushing it the past like two like month or so. They've had a hard job. <laughs> um, but again, it's like everyone's like trying to do it. I mean, we know when Red Dead goes live, it's going to have its own version of Shark Bucks, right, or whatever the, uh -huh. the oh, GK yeah. currency oh, yeah. is. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> Horse cards or whatever. I'm curious to see how far they can go with that, though. It's not like GTA where you can go jetpacks and flying cars. You only mm. have is horses. There's only so many horses you can have. Maybe I get a bear or a beaver, but like. Unicorn, I, I, Pegasus. See, but but it's like East. But but I think everyone's been assuming that Red Dead Online would do what <clears throat> GTA Online has done. And our resident GTA Online expert, uh, Andrew, uh, he's he's worried about it because he doesn't think. Well, he suggested that the game might not survive the split base. No, the racial component of what role-playing in GTA in, the Wild in, West. in Wild West would be like. Oh, yeah, because the GTA role-play community oh, yeah. can't really go over. That's a big role-play community. And that's, like, where a lot of people are still kind of hanging around and spending money and modding stuff and whatever. And I think it's an interesting hypothesis to see if that'll actually play <clears> out. Because I've watched enough of those GTA 5 streams to know that, like, I think a lot of those people really are waiting for the ability to go into a place where they're shit is acceptable. And I'm like, is this game really going to thrive the way GTA 5 did? And I don't know. I mean, we'll, 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 we'll see. You know, you actually bring up a good point, though. It's like, before working here and talking to Andrew, like, I knew in passing about GTA RP. Yeah. And honestly, even, like, the most successful streams only have, like, 600 people watching. Yeah, but there are, like, a billion of them. Though. But, well, that's the whole thing is, like, GTA keeps selling a ton, but it's yeah. not... 
Except for when it's like there's a new ballad of gay, or it was the new gay Tony expansion. Yeah, and yeah. It gets a little blip. Yeah. And then every time the NPT comes out, you're like, oh, it's still selling a lot. Right. It's not really in the conversation. Everyone, no. you're, you're saturated in they're, GTA. They're very much catering to the people so, who play it every week. So, so who knows? Maybe with these news cycles and everything, like, Blops is probably doing great, you know? Um, maybe. Assassin's Creed Origins, maybe people are climbing dicks all day long, you know? Like, who knows? <laughs> but, like, you mean Odyssey? <laughs> Honestly, they start with O. I, I don't, don't know. think you could climb. Can you climb dicks in Origins? I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't think so. I do not believe there were any we're uh, large we're dicks good. in Origins other than Bio. Origins, like, Origins Wiener game was, was not great. Was it on point? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, who knows? I mean, maybe like all this stuff's still kicking. I know uh, Artifact oh, uh, beta went up, what, this weekend? Yeah. And someone was going, haha, this sucks because there's only 12,000 people watching it on Twitch. But it was right next. It was right next to Dota Two, and there's only twelve thousand people watching Dota Two. Right. And we know there's like four hundred thousand people playing Dota like right now. Oh, or let me let me actually check. Let's see. Yeah, Dota does Dota does crazy numbers. Dota for, has three hundred eighty-six thousand people playing right, right now. So who yeah. knows? Like with this long tail stuff. But how much and how much space is there? Like, is it everyone becomes a gamer or something like that? Or like, right. just who knows? But I'm just saying, like. You know, in in the sphere of influence that, like, we, you know, the blogs and Twitter and whatnot, it's like, what is the conversation? And it's probably Deltarune, right? <laughs> like, like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that that's an interesting point to me, too, because, like, the, we, like, I think that Fortnite was definitely a wake-up call for a lot of people in, in like, these games where, I mean, Warframe is one of them, too, where it, it's got, like, 25 million active players or something like that, but nobody talks about it, and nobody did for, like, years and years and years, and then Fortnite happened, and Fortnite had the, like benefit of coming in with you know they had the weird ninja drake crossover and kim.com of course let's not forget um (laughs) and 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 fortnite also like got into the the public consciousness in a way because it was on phones It, it, it got to phones and the minute anything is on phones all bets are off because everybody in the world has a phone not everybody in the world has a ps4 not everybody in the world has a uh, gaming-ready PC, but everybody has a phone, so that's when you get people like Ellen DeGeneres or whatever talking about your game, and then once that stuff happens, that is this weird sort of cyclical thing where it happens in the margins, like yeah. these, these games explode, and then it comes feeds back to us, and they're like, oh, people are playing that game? And it's we're like weirdly too close to the matter to, to see it a lot of the time. Right. I mean, Fortnite's definitely weird, because it had the... Um the PV, uh, Save the World, yeah. which was like the whole premise, right. oh, yeah. and then PUBG explodes, and if we know anything from uh, Radical Heights is <laughs> if you, you can execute a Battle Royale game in five months. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah. I don't think Fortnite... Uh, the tech is there. I don't know. think Fortnite was like in the oven that long, like the, no, the, no, no. the PvP. So no. It's just, you know, right time. I mean, they're doing great things. Like, the whole evolving play world is awesome, and it's way less buggy than... PUBG 1.0, right? But whew, man, yeah. And Fortnite had the the advantage of Epic is a massive company. I don't know how many people off the top work there off the top of my head, but it was like at the time that Fortnite started, it was already a huge company, and they had those man hours and those resources to do that weird stream of consciousness thing that they've done to keep Fortnite relevant in a way that nobody has matched them on. I don't think like there is no other like one of these live games in the world that is moving at this rapid clip that they are where it goes from like I remember when I saw like the you know uh, the, the the hop rocks or whatever like the meteor crashed in the game and then that produced fuel and then the fuel got carted away towards the launch area and then the launch area created a rocket ship and then the rocket ship went out into the sky and the rocket ship tore a hole in the in space and created a, a like a rift and then the rifts became a thing and that whole happened in the course of like weeks and there are just versions of Fortnite that you will never ever see again and you think about like, right. what are the games <laughs> what are the games that did that before it was it was World of Warcraft adding Cataclysm right. where they went back and changed that and that took them like 5 years to get to that point and then War or Warframe uh, Fortnite did that in 6 weeks <laughs> and it's just it's bonkers to think about like that there's just like we will never see not only will we probably never see, you know not only does not nobody remember like what Fortnite was originally, but, like that's that stuff is still in the game, but nobody cares. Right. Um, but nobody can ever see that like version where, where it was just like I don't know. We over the weekend we tried to make a battle royale mode and it worked, and here you go because that game is like full of jetpacks and shopping carts and dogs and backpacks and weird 
portals to other dimensions and cutscenes and like all kinds of crazy yeah, stuff. They were able to make it like participatory, but also inclusive. And it's like no mm-hmm. one's really ever struck that before. Like uh, like uh, we all played Des- like vanilla Destiny, right? Or yeah. De- Destiny One, like. Yeah. Getting to the lighthouse, like good luck, right? You have to like buy, a, you have to like, buy a Sherpa basically, yeah. and then like uh-huh. Destiny's whole thing for like um, accessibility was really shot them in the foot with Destiny Two, where they just like literally like spoon feed you exotics. It's like, can you get one win? Now you can go to Mercury, or I don't right. even remember. Yeah, it's, uh, but it's, the it's bar an, was put a lot lower. Yeah, it's an interesting balance. I mean, and then to your point about Cataclysm, you know, WoW Classic is coming back though. Will there mm-hmm. will there be yeah. will there be like Fortnite Classic, no, I mean, Fortnite was, Rewinds? Will there be that. Fortnite historians? No, no, no. I mean, like I, I was I was about <clears> to say, <throat> it would not surprise me at all within the next three months if they have one week where their limited time event is just like, hey, here's what Fortnite was like the week we released it. You know, it's like totally. Like I don't know why they wouldn't try that because it would make people. One reevaluate that they're they're using such a higher number of players to actually test some hypotheses that they could not test effectively when they first started doing it. Honestly, so I, I wouldn't. Know. I wouldn't mind being able to rewind patches on some stuff. I was actually talking to Dylan earlier. Like, um, I, have you guys messed around with Ash and Overwatch yet? No, um, I haven't. I would be really well. They they what's his name? Chor Chorborn. Chorburn. Chorburn. Torbjorn. They took away his like mega turret. Like when yeah. you do his old, and I'd love to see Bob versus turret. Like his mega turret and see like who would win. And now like I just don't know. I guess you could like run the numbers, like look at the DPS and stuff like that. But it'd be fun to like. Or you played a lot, Dylan. You played a lot of League of Legends. Yeah. I mean, did you ever want to like swing back a patch and like ever check out like what something could like you know how something could work or something like that? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Because, I mean, uh, mostly just, like, uh, seeing the champions in their, like, most broken state, like, when they first come out, that kind of stuff is usually what people want to, like, experience. Um, of course, no one actually ends up missing it, but in retrospect, people want to go back and experience it over <laughs> and over. Yeah, like, in, like, a, like you know, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a free mode or something yeah. like that. If you could, like rewind patches and stuff like that or mix and match it'd be fun yeah I mean I'm sure everyone gets it with every game sorry there's kind of a side quest right here well so so let's 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 bring it let's go around back to where we were what's the game from the quarter that you care about like what what from from this quarter what are you actually going to be playing into next year oh for me that's easy because I don't have time to play anything but uh Inspired by Rocky Pack, who I'm going to give a shout-out to. I did buy Obra Dinn and played it for, like, 14 mm. seconds. Um, and I loved Papers, Please. And I heard this has a Her Story vibe, which I also really loved. So uh, probably going to make some time over the, the Christmas break, the Hanukkah break, sorry, to uh, play some Obra Dinn to be an okay. iconoclast here. And... All right, Dylan, what, what's... Do you want to pick something that's already out? Because uh, it's probably going to be Smash. Okay. No, I think that's an because answer. Because I don't have, I don't oh, have yeah. time for a lot of the games, but like Smash is something I will pick up and play right away. For that's a, that's an answer. Wow. I mean, I I think it is Smash too because, and this is weird because I'm not a Smash diehard by like no, any. I haven't months. played Smash since N64. But <laughs> see, that's funny to me. But uh. But I, I haven't played really much of Smash since Melee, and they've pulled me in. I mean, I, th- I think the, the, the Nintendo Direct slow drip that they've done, coupled with leaving a bunch of really, really huge features to the basic finish line of the, the entire process, like, that's really compelling to me. I think that's going to be it. But as, in, in terms of stuff that's already out... Um, it's really, it's really Horizon 4 and maybe Fallout 76, but, like, I don't know. Like, my jury is still out about 76 because, like, I think I'm still trying to figure out what the game is. Like, I think, but, but it's, like, every other game that's out that I've played, it's shown me what it is, and I'm not, like, that bowled over by it. And I don't think, I don't think Bethesda knows what 76 is. I don't think they do either. a lot of, yeah. Absolutely not. Like that, that they put out that piece that they that thing uh, that letter before the game went into beta, and everybody took that as like, oh, they're apologizing for their bugs before they get there. I did not read that 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 way at all. I mean, that that's in there, but the main takeaway I took was like, they don't actually know what this game is going to be, and they don't 
and they know people are going to find out eventually. People are going to start saying that, and they want to give themselves some some breathing room ahead of time, and like be able to point back in time and say, "Hey, we told you not to expect this crazy thing," which um, you know I think is actually what Blizzard tried to do with Diablo this year with Diablo Immortal, but they did it. They tried to be cheeky about it. They tried to be like, "Ah, good things take a long time, but evil things take longer." Whatever thing and they weren't just clear cut enough to say no Diablo 4 this year like expect something well, different and Bethesda um, probably learned a lesson from both uh, Bungie and uh, Hello Games in terms of trying to frame your game in a way that oh, yeah. that like you know like Destiny trying to now I, I, I probably am misremembering some parts of that lead up but like I definitely remember the Destiny the, the vibe with Bungie with all their announcements is that it is an it is essentially an MMO shooter, mm-hmm. but that's not really what it is. it kind of is. But it's a weird it's, like it's 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 Diablo yeah. as a shooter. It's Fantasy Star it's Online. Its own, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, it's kind of yeah, in its own so category. Like it's right? a Korean MMO. It's like heavily instance, right? Little bit of walking around, not right. too much in the exploration. Yeah. You go back to a hub area, the one hub area, and then maybe find people to and then, play with. And then Hello Games trying to sell like a version of the game that wouldn't come out for two years after its release. It's like, yeah, I think Bethesda saw of that was like, hey, let's just say we don't know what it is, and that's going to be better for us. And in some ways, that's true, because what happened is that I booted up that game, had an expectation of what it was just based on previous fallouts, and had those expectations like immediately subverted, and I still don't really know... I, I really don't know what this game is yet. And and at least, right. I'll say this, at least it has me thinking about it and wanting to go home and play it. Yeah, I was, ta- I was talking right. to someone today, like, maybe since, uh, except for the, the, the day I got the game, this, the day it was waiting for me at home and it's a little shrink wrap, I've not wanted to leave work and go home and play Red Dead 2. Like, that's not a thing I've, like, been sitting around going, man, I really can't wait to accidentally right. tell someone to fuck off and then they shoot me. Like, <laughs> like you know, it's like... And then you lose 50 draws in right. a row. Right, yes. I lose 50 fucking quick draws in a row. Because that's how I do in Red Dead. <laughs> um, it, this actually... This is probably... Actually, maybe I should save this for a future topic, but, like, I'm just going to, like, throw it in the ether yeah. real quick. And it's it's... One thing I think we are going to start seeing, and I, 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 this isn't entirely an original thought. This was something I saw on Twitter months ago, but I cannot, for the life of me, remember who from. So sorry, I can't credit them. Wow, we're, Steven, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm very sorry. This I know. is my original uh, thought, Steven Strong. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Was subtweeting? <laughs> 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 but. Seriously, the the thing I think we're going to see going forward is more live games taking ideas from things like Fortnite and uh, uh, MOBAs and uh, League of Legends and, and Dota because I think one of the problems when I think about, like, when I think to myself, what is Fallout 76? I don't know. And then I think, like, even of games, of live games of that sort of nature that I like, like Destiny, like um, Warframe... I don't quite know... Uh, there always comes this point where, like, I don't quite know what I'm actually playing for by the end, because there's, no, like, the end game content is the end game content. You know, in Destiny is the raid, but then you do the raid and you've seen the raid. And then you can run the raid again to get better guns to run the raid again. But what games like Fortnite and League and Dota have done is mm-hmm. basically create this idea of super condensed progression that resets at the end of every match that the, you then get to try all over again and, you know... Fortnite and, or rather, uh, the MOBAs made a RPG out of that, and then Fortnite created a loot game out of that, right? Like, the loot of, like, you kill an enemy, they drop six guns, and they have different colored rarities and stuff like that, and then you reset and you start again. And the way they keep that feeling, that constant, like, push and pull, that constant, like, resetting feel fresh is with this sort of never-ending stream of consciousness weird storyline that they've created in it. It's not that there's an end game, it's that, like, the from the ground up, the whole thing is built as the end game like you, you you get to the end game in 30 minutes and then you start over again and then the other stuff is the participatory like fun let's all get a team together to go see this weird event that we'll never see again stuff but mo- that's not going to be feasible for most developers and i'm going to be interested to see if anybody can like take those 
design decisions and actually like run with them in the same way that we saw Fortnite do it because they were such a big team at Epic. And I don't I, like I'm tr struggling to think who else could do that. Like somebody like Ubisoft could try because they can certainly put like a th like a thousand bodies at a problem, but they just don't have the like the heart I think to to find like a very interesting way of doing it. I don't uh, know, but yeah, that's probably a topic for a different time. Yeah, I mean, just my my, my two cents on what you just said is basically, I mean. First off, endgames have completely changed. Like, if you played WoW Classic, it would take you hundreds of hours to hit level 60. Now in uh, the last expansion, Battle for Azeroth, people were dinging, you know, hitting level max in the first, you know, week easy. And some mm -hmm. people were doing it, like, the first two days and stuff like that. I mean, you talk about Destiny. I don't know about Warframe, but, like, the level aspect, like, you go to the tower or the citadel or whatever the hell it's called, everyone's max level. Yeah, all you know, time. all the time. It's like ridiculous. It even floats over your head. Days. Um, and the other thing is, the end game is usually the raid, or you can do the nightfall. There isn't enough end game content. That's what people were always kind of upset right. about, and the Forsaken kind of fixed that. I mean, there's more grindy stuff to do. Um, but I think the Fortnite stuff. I think the idea of people doing the one-off events is really interesting. But I think it's ballsy because you have to again. There's enough people. Like I said, it's like you. It's inclusive, and you can participate. But you want to have a you know, a solid player base that can participate in the first place. I think what you are going to see a lot more of, and I think Blops 4 has this, is the VIP mode. The the battle pass, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I mean, it's, it's a good value. It is such a better value than buying a skin. And yeah. it gives you gameplay. I mean... It gives you a thing to do yeah. from week to week, a reason to log in, and then at the end of six weeks, it gives you another reason to log in and another reason to start putting money. And in it's like again. what a dollar totally. a week, or like when you actually do the math, it's yeah, it's usually like, it's like a dollar, dollar sixty six or something like that. Yeah. And I know Blops has like a free one, but everyone, I I all of them have a free one. Rocket League has one too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Dota. I mean, Dota originated this concept. I was believe. that the TI, the Compendium? Yeah, but those are like specifically yeah, TI3. around. That were technically specifically around esports events, whereas like now, yeah, I feel like well, they, they were they coincided with it, but they were like you did stuff in yeah, the yeah. game, like they have a whole quest system. And, but that's just like the gray goo of everything becoming like everything else. Like, I mean, th does Forza have dailies? Uh, they, yeah, they have things like that. With yeah, the season rollover. I mean, yeah. it's like the season stuff is a yeah. Weekly, I mean, yeah. they, they, have, they have stuff that pops up like you know, and, and every and not every winter is the same. Like they'll do stuff you know every every, every time. That's a well, little bit different. So. And I look at battle passes and I think to myself, this is games that are not MMOs cracking the code and how do we get people to pay a monthly subscription when we can't update fast enough? And it the way you do it is because it's this the same thing, right? Where you like pay up front for the the potential to do stuff, but now what they've done is they've gamified subscriptions, right? Like it's uh pay ten dollars and you probably like you you and I, nobody in this call will ever probably get to the very last level of a Fortnite battle pass, right? <laughs> but we might far. spend... T you have? Uh, yeah, we, yeah we, Dylan we, has. We'll never do it again. No, I won't do it again. <laughs> um, because we just won't have enough time, because we, we are playing way too many different games. You know, that's a weird, special problem all by itself. But, but like... And, and I'm, I'm going to say the vast majority of people who buy these things don't, just the same way that the vast majority of people, maybe not the vast majority, a lot of people who spend, you know, $15 per month on World of Warcraft get it, and then they have it, and then they're like, well, I've got 30 days on this, so I don't need to play right now. I don't have to play right now, and I don't have to play right now. And then you don't play, and you play something else, and you forget you're still subscribed, and you spend another $15 for a month that you don't use. And this is, to me, feels a very similar, uh, like a very similar thing, except you feel like it's giving you more value because it's stuff like, oh, I can earn things, I can earn skins, I can get XYZ, and it's not just paying for the right to play. So I don't mind spending $10 on that or $15 on that. Because I can, because I'm paying for stuff. Even though you're technically, like, you're, odds are you're probably not yeah. getting that yeah, stuff. I mean, you're, you're technically paying for the stuff, but what you're really paying for is another motivation to play, right? Like that's right. why I like Rocket League's uh, Rocket Pass so much, is because like it's fun playing rock, playing Rocket League, and like they have all their uh, random drops, and you can get chests and that kind of crap. But like having the extra motivation of if I win, I will, I can get closer to getting another level on my Rocket Pass is like has me playing that game way more religiously than it did before. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I wouldn't mind doing a whole episode about that kind of stuff and, like, live games and all that stuff in the future, but I think we should probably... Well, yeah, no, I, I could talk a lot about how live games and games as a service have just kind of 
completely change the way I've played games. But yeah, I mean that's that's a or make websites or make websites. God, that's that's <laughs> true. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's a good future topic for sure. Um, yeah, and I think we've uh, done a good job of talking about this topic. We have. We you know we went off a little path. Yeah, totally. But you know, first episode, people kind of get to know our voices and our personalities. Our I guess. distractible voices. I mean, that's just so. What's everyone playing? <laughs> <laughs> what do you? Uh, all right, now for emails. <laughs> Any good uh, scores okay, at yeah. uh, the Goodwill this week? Any good retro let's games? Let's take it to the money zone. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I mean, this is good. Thanks, Stephen, for setting it up. Thanks. Yeah, no, this was a great for, conversation, thanks, and I'm glad you all Thanks for being our fearless time. host. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I think you did a better job of keeping us corralled than I did. Well, no, that's <laughs> but good. I'll get there. I, let, me, uh, let me ask you this. What's the name of the podcast now that you've had an hour to think about it? Uh-huh. It's the Fan Bite. I don't know. <laughs> it's the Fan Bite. <laughs> Gotta hate it. Get out of here, Dylan. Kill it. No. Get out of here. Right. Editing right. the nibble. No. Oh, the chomp. No. Well, the chomp is kind of cute. The chomp. Game chomp. Game chomp. Oh, no. oh God. We have to end this. Floss. <laughs> All right. This is ending out. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Free V-Bucks dot R-U. <laughs> the podcast. Wait, the name of Fanbyte Alternatives and just pick from there? Oh, my God. Yeah, we, we got to dig into our list of shitty, shitty Fanbyte Alternatives. Boring Mountain? What was it? Uh, boor- yeah, it was Boring, boring Valley. Boring Valley. Yeah. Boring Valley. I. Welcome to Geek Country, everyone. If it's an op- Geek Country, welcome there to, it is. Well, welcome to Geek Country, everybody. <laughs> If, they, if it's still an option, uh, if it's not already taken by another podcast out there, there was one of those names from that list that I actually really liked that I wouldn't mind appropriating for this podcast. But John, what? what's you like? What was it? Bleep it out. Uh, yeah, fanwit. that was mine! <laughs> that was mine! Sc- yeah. Fanwit, see? I, lo- I really like that name. Fanwit is so I, good. I, and no, no, I, I like it as a podcast. I don't like it as a It's good for a podcast, though. It is good for a podcast. It's good for... Podcast good for makes fucking everything. Perfect. That's what's good. <laughs> <laughs> My next child will be named. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. Thanks for joining the Fan With Podcast. You know it. That is the name. <laughs> Here's the thing: is I'm gonna call this podcast that name in the thing, but I'm still gonna bleep out every time That's I refer to it. Probably a good idea. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't have really an outro for this thing. Uh, maybe we'll think of one in the future, but otherwise, for now, this is uh, Steven Strom. And, and, I'm, uh, and I'm John Warren. I guess. <laughs> I want you to look at <laughs> subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. Sorry, don't and SoundCloud. Smash that like and subscribe button. Gently hover your mouse over the subscribe button and ponder. <laughs> I like the idea. Should I subscribe or not? I kind of like mouse. the idea of every episode. Oh, Bye.